we know we were going, uh, this will be it. Cause we talked about, we were going to do Loma of McQuay, which was 83. Right. And it was going to be our one step outside the eighties. Yeah. Cause really, what did he do in the nineties? It was worse as shit. <sighs> Top dog. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. We have Kickstart for you for the first Monday of July. July. Is it really the first Monday? No, it's not. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. First Monday. Wow. First Monday. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Of July. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if if you're listening to this today or later, it's after the fourth of July weekend. And hopefully you're you're good movie boys and girls and you watched your jaws and you consumed your jaws like you're supposed to. Yeah, man. It's Eat a requirement. Up. It's a, it's a doctor. Of passage. It is. It's a doctor recommended. Yeah. I have a note from my doctor that says I have to stay home and watch jaws. Uh, I can't go, I can't go out with a mask on <laughs> during the 4th of July weekend. Can't go anywhere. Four out of five, four out of five dentists say jaws. Yeah, man. They really do. Cause it's dental. Jaws. It's about Never mind. Anyway, so it's, it's been a bit. Ben Gardner's boat. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. I'll throw this out there real quick. I'm not going to say much more about it than this and say uh, this Thursday we have striking distance for you. If you're on yeah. Patreon, you got to hear it as early as yesterday. So right. there you go. Yeah. Patreon supporters, thank you. Hope you all enjoyed. <laughs> not just Patreon, but hope you all enjoyed your 4th of July weekend. Yeah, man, totally. It's not really a uh, uh, Moments, it's it's a time right now where you're not really celebrating the country so much <laughs> because of the status of it all. I, I mean, don't you feel like, but Fourth of July for me, like I, I feel like I'm like, I never. As a kid, you don't really celebrate it. As a teenager in college, you don't really celebrate it for really what it is. No, it's an excuse to have a three day weekend and get shit faced and chase girls and go to the beach, and that's that's kind of you know. And now everybody's up in arms because they can't do that this weekend. And they got to stay home, right? Unless you're from Amity Island, and then you can go out and get bee shark bait. Yeah, right. man, sure. Okay, the regatta's starting soon. It is, <laughs> or it, it's over. Fuck, what am no, I? No, 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 no. It, it was, was Saturday. <laughs> It's just a school bluefish. Oh, that's the second one. <laughs> what? A school of what? So, since we talked last, there's a bunch of things that have happened. Just a couple of days ago, the boys season two uh, preview, that like the first three minutes of the episode come out. And uh, if you enjoyed the first season, this is promising. It looks like you got more of the same and it was, it's uh, it's, it's gritty. And it's grimy and it's bloody and not for kids still, so that's good, right? Didn't get it didn't get uh watered down at all yeah, in no, the no, process. They yeah, they haven't ruined it yet, which is great. So get on get on that if you see. I'll put that in the show notes too if you haven't seen it yet. Unfortunately, it doesn't ruin anything. But anyway, uh, my first thing I have to throw out there right now for for everybody to digest as part of this kickstart is 
um, recently, the Blu-ray for the NXS Live Baby Live at Wembley Stadium came out on Blu-ray. And oh, uh, no way, I didn't even do. Yeah, I totally spaced that. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. It's so good, so 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 good. All you have to do is just be a, the smallest fan of NXS. And this is a ride worth taking. And I believe I haven't gone through all the extras because I, I just remember it being it's it's it's, it's a dense show. It's and it's a, like a like close to a hundred minute show, like ninety nine hundred minutes something around there. But it is so good. Just came out last week, and um, the, the the sound on you think again. It's already it was already released as a CD, so it's not there's nothing new here if you already own the CD. But, dude, this has been fully restored from the th- original 35-millimeter film that it was shot on. And it was so – and it looks amazing. So it's completely restored, remixed, and remastered across the board. So even if you did have that CD from back in the day in 91, this has been improved upon. And it is so good. And it's uber cheap. It's only like 18 bucks right now on, on Amazon and worth your time. It is only available on Blu-ray and the the CD. And um, that CD is a re-release as well, which is pretty awesome because you think that you, they wouldn't do something like that, but it came out, it was a, it was a day of with, with the Blu-ray. It's a full three CD release and tells you how long it is. It's got a few extras on there that's not on, on, the, um, it's not on the Blu-ray itself because you, know, you can easily fit a 90-minute whatever on a CD these days. Much You don't need three CDs for that. So lots of extra stuff on there, really good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, even if you're just a passing NSX, NXS fan, it is worth your time. Yeah, man, I'm totally, a, yeah. They're yeah. a band. Uh, God, I wish I'd have seen them at least one more time. Um, <laughs> but they were a band I, I saw several times live. Great live band. Yep. Uh, I, I loved all the records. Um, and I got to say, they're one of the band, one of the bands that uh, you know. You see a band that you love, and you see them live, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> not in excess." They were always fantastic. I, I, yeah, I can't wait to get a hold, get my hands on that. That's a that's a must buy for me, for sure. And it's it's really again, it's not just uh, oh here, it's not cash grab or anything like that. It's it is solid, solid all the way around audio. And again, being a, being somebody that owns the original CD, this is definitely an improved improved package for sure. And then one other thing we talked about recently and I finally got a hold of it and I've already watched it and it's the lesser, <laughs> some kind of wonderful. And that was the re-release stuff through for Paramount, um, the pretty in pink Blu-ray that came out. And it's, if this is the first one that I've gotten from the new series that Paramount's put out, the Paramount Selects, what is it called? Paramount Premiere? What the fuck was I think it? It's Paramount Premiere. I think yeah. that sounds right. Um, but this is the first one I've got from that series. And if this, if this is the um, indication of the whole, the whole series, if you're a fan of any of the movies that are in this series, get them because it, it's, if they give this much attention to pretty and pink, okay. Yeah. Right. Then it really says how much attention they give to something else. And the fact that they, if they do this to airplane, I'm going to be like in heaven. And because you don't think airplane deserves it, but you know what it does, man. Where you know, the, where would com- where would comedy be right now without that movie? Oh yeah, man. I mean, well, they, 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 but they did a pretty nice. The don't 
the, the don't and don't call me Shirley uh, edition, the Blu-ray and DVD that, that's out now has right. some great stuff on it. So I'm just curious to see what else they've put on that. I mean, I don't know, man. I could watch Airplane uh, every day of the week. And this is a boutique remastered type of thing. It really is. This doesn't feel like a, the run-of-the-mill studio remaster. It re- it's it's pretty substantial, and it's it's already a fairly colorful movie anyway. For so to stand out that much is was something else. And uh, the extras on that are a lot of fun. But again, just like with the NXS thing, special attention paid to the audio since Pretty in Pink is so music heavy. It really, it, the extra attention really pays off. There was one point where I was playing Pretty in Pink a second time where I just was doing stuff around the house and I just left the room, turned the TV off and just let it run through the 5-1 in the house. And I just did my my chores and it was so good. It was, it, it you know, and, and plus I know the movie so well, so I, I know exactly what parts are going on once I'm just on dialogue alone. Right. But no, there you go. There's, there's, there's two, some lovely live audio and some wonderful pretty and pink for you. And it's too seriously, they're both worth your time. And the pretty and pink, I think is on the cheap right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's $22.99. I think I got a little bit cheaper than that, but dude, no joke. It's selling out. It's been out since June 16th, but they're not getting it back in stock again until the 5th. Yeah. So just yesterday got back in stock. So it's moving and they're moving titles on this one. That says a lot right now for a movie that is what, 34 years old, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. 86. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny, like Pretty in Pink. I know so many people like who like love Pretty in Pink. So it doesn't really shock me that like a... That uh, it's moving because I mean, dude, there's people that are ten years younger than me that like talk about Pretty in like, you know, and I'm like, when? So you when you saw Pretty in Pink for the first time it was when? <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's funny too. You talk about the soundtrack. I I, I, ha- I was going through my LPs. I have like the soundtracks for most of the Hughes films, right. and I think that Pretty in Pink was the first one that was put out on the Hughes Music, the Hughes label, um, when he sort of did his own record label for his soundtracks because you know the soundtracks for his films uh were almost as popular as the films themselves uh starting with the breakfast club i think the breakfast club was the first one i think that was the first mm, one under i think pretty pink was the first one really i think, the, I think the, uh, i'm pretty sure the the breakfast club was a and m records uh and i think uh, that went, and that was when he was still making movies at universal because he went to paramount uh Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Pines, all those movies were made at Paramount. And I think it started with Pretty in Pink. Once he made that jump to Paramount, he, you know, he sort of took over the whole music thing. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Breakfast Club is not, uh, would, wouldn't have been Hughes music. But that being said, I want to say it coincided with his move to Paramount. I got, I hope they do some other ones. I can't, you know, I'm sure they're going to have to do uh They'll probably have to do uh, planes, trains, and automobiles at some point, right? I mean, come on, that's like the "It's a Wonderful Life" for Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> you know what's funny is like when you when you try to do research on things, you think under under John Hughes, like Wikipedia, it would mention the record company, but it doesn't. There's no mention of it whatsoever. Yeah, weird, right? There's a mention of his son's company, Hefty Records. That was huh. like, that was Chicago based and. They did a, a lot of stuff, but um, it's weird that that they would not have that noted anywhere. And doing a search for it, I couldn't fucking find it. So yeah, that is weird. 
Because mm. I feel like, uh, yeah, you know, because I could dig in. I actually have them all in a stack, and I have she's having a baby and uh, some kind of wonderful and pretty pink and one other one in there all stacked. Maybe the soundtrack from Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Or maybe not. Um, my couple things I wanted to talk about. Were, one is the um, the stuff uh, that's being released from. Oh wait, no. First thing I want to talk about it was uh, I hope that everybody take took full advantage over the holiday weekend to get your last orders in at twilight time because they dropped a whole bunch of out of print uh, titles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, which would have been Wednesday. <laughs> But like uh, the train, um, Frankenheimer's the train. I mean, just a lot of things that were out of print for a long time with Twilight. They they uh, dropped a limited a number, and I think today, the sixth is the very last day, or maybe it's, maybe it was yesterday. So I hope everybody got in, and uh, you know made that last push. I got I re- finally received my last order, and I want to tell everybody. I hope everybody picked up a copy of Play Dirty with Michael Caine because it's one of the best war movies you've never seen. Um, that dirty man on a mission, dirty dozen type, uh, suicide mission type film. I want to say I take play dirty over that any over dirty dozen any day. Um, so I hope everybody got a copy of that. I hope everybody got a copy of rapid fire. (laughs) Corey, you and I and Mario might own the, might've got the last three. Dude, that, Um, that, that rapid fire is so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. It's like, it's, Yes, all you have to do is be, again, just like with the NXS album, all you have to do is have a passing interest in it. And you're going to like, as soon as you get into like, oh, you're going to have a renewed impression and and love for that movie if you watch it. If you've never seen it before, oh, just get on that. Because look, the dude didn't do very many movies, obviously. No. And the for him to fortunately, I mean, Showdown is okay. But Rapid Fire is something else. And, and it's really something to, you could see where he was going with, you know, leading up to the crow, oh, yeah, man. you know, the charisma. I mean, to me, like it's his best movie. Yeah. The crow's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, but, it, but the crow works on material that on already exists. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. crow works beyond uh, the Brandon Lee and um, the, you know, the, I always kind of feel sad after I watch the crow because I know what happened while they're filming it. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it's, it's what it is, but I mean, if you want to see pure unadulterated, Brandon Lee and where he was going. Rabbit Fire is the movie to see. I mean, you know, he, he was he was going to be a big star, and it's really you know it's a damn shame. And it's the, that you'll never see the movie look as good as it does on that Twilight uh, Blu-ray. It, yeah, and it looks it's amazing. It really is something else. The second thing is I want to just talk quickly about the uh, Eureka Entertainment, another um, boutique blu-ray house uh has dropped some um names some release dates on some fantastic titles uh that you may not be aware of the first one is billy wilder's five graves to cairo it's a world war ii spy spy movie um and it's getting a it's getting its first blu-ray treatment and a good one at that uh on the 17th of august so you can pre-order you can take a look at it you can look it up uh, you know, read some reviews, watch some trailers, but it's a movie. I think, you know, if you're a fan of Billy Wilder, uh, and if you haven't seen it, you should. And, uh, you know, if you have seen it, you're never probably going to ever see it this nice, nicely presented with, with the extras, which, uh, Eureka does a nice job of, uh, you know, packaging a bunch of stuff, uh, that you probably have never seen. Um, they also are releasing, uh, Made in Hong Kong, Fruit Chan's cult movie that is being released, 
I think later, the, uh, no, no, September. That's a September release, as is Quite On. And what I'm super excited about, this gun for hire with Veronica Lake and Robert Preston. Uh, one of the best of the uh, Alan Ladd, Veronica Lake, uh, noir um, pictures. Uh, from Universal back in the early 50, late 40s, early 50s. Uh, this Gun for Hire, really good one. It's never been on Blu-ray, as far as I know. Uh, and I'm super excited because I own the Shout Factory Blue Dahlia, which also starred Veronica Lake and Alan Ladd. Um, but, you know, these titles, man, it, you know, these guys are doing their homework and they're putting out things that, uh, you know, otherwise would just sort of be forgotten. The man Victor Hugo's The Man Who Laughs is another title they were putting out in August, which falls back to the silent days. Uh, it's a silent film, but you know, if you're familiar with Victor Hugo from Le Miserables, uh, his other novel, The Man Who Laughs, fantastic. And I think this is the only filmed version of it. I want to say it was made in 1920. Wow. Uh, yeah. So and, you know, if you're a fan of, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's right up there with like the best silent movies um, ever made. So, you know, that's another thing, you know, you should check out and that's Eureka Entertainment. And those are the, you know, those are some of the titles that they dropped this week, you know, that some of the surprises they're putting out, um, you know, and there's, they've got another new Buster Keaton package, Corey. I know you're a Buster Keaton guy. I am. Yeah. So there's volume three of the Buster Keaton is another thing that they dropped yesterday or today, I think they, you know, they let the cat out of the bag, but that's coming in August as well. So, you know, there's some things to look forward to, you know, in the coming months. That's good. Cause it seems like, uh, I mean, there's been some people that have released music recently, things that they recorded completely during the quarantine. And I think that's kind of cool. And it has some, I, I'm, in, I'm into, well, you know, people just releasing stuff on the fly like that and just kind of, but when it comes to efforts like this being made, because that's something else we we haven't really talked about. We've been pointing out these these titles that have come out recently, like these boutique releases on Blu-ray and everything. I don't know if some want music as well, but there's going to be a gap soon of these things that we're seeing come out now because of what's been going on the last four months. Because the stuff that's going out right now and just announced now has been going on for over a year, year and a half as far as the the projects themselves, the remastering and gaining, gaining of rights and gathering people and everything to to put the package together. And it takes a lot of time to get this stuff going. So it's starting to come around now, but I think we're going to start seeing a gap of releases, which I think is, we're fortunate that like Paramount's done what they're doing and, these, and, the, and the smaller ones that have, have done what they've done. And thank God, you know, we didn't lose Twilight. <laughs> right. I'm excited for what's coming soon. But I think we're going to have a gap and we're just going to have to really enjoy the stuff that's coming out. And the stuff that's coming out is stuff you would never have thought in a million years you would yeah, never man. see on Blu-ray. Yeah. I mean, uh, quickly, I'll just a couple more things for Eureka because there's so much that, that just released this week uh, or last week, last Tuesday. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Last Waltz on Blu-ray. You can order that through Amazon. Um, Billy Wilder's birthday was also, I believe, on Tuesday. Right. And uh, they released a Blu-ray of A Foreign Affair, never on Blu-ray before. And also uh, Robert Sidemack's uh, Criss Cross uh, with Burt Lancaster and oh, Yvonne DiCarlo um, was also released this week or last week, sorry, uh, on Blu-ray. So, you know, those things are out. The other things I talked about, were they're coming. So, you know, Eureka is somebody, you know, if you're not familiar with Eureka, check them out. Lots of great stuff. You know, that's kind of covers sort of the things I'm excited about. The things I'm not excited about are in the last two weeks, we lost Joel Schumacher and Carl Reiner. And I didn't really want to bring it up. No. I, I feel it, like 
I feel like it's, you know, I just would like to say thank you and goodbye to, you know, two guys who provided me with a lot of entertainment, um, you know, as a kid growing up. And, uh, you know, they, they both lived very long lives and, yeah. you know, just wanted to say thanks. So that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Yeah. Those of you that follow me on Twitter and were paying attention to anything that I posted, I, I, I posted the, a link to the album with, with Carl Reiner and, and Mel Brooks. And that this is something I grew up on, you know, it was funny. This, all the older stuff that was introduced to me by my father, my grandfather, this is something I found on my own because it was like, oh, wait, Mel Brooks did an album with Carl Reiner, the guy that did The Jerk? Oh, sh I need to listen to that. It tells you how amazing those two men are in their comedy, that it still works, you know, 60 years later. It's just crazy, dude, that it shouldn't because of everything that's coming along along the way. It's just a different time, but it works. 2,000-year-old man is amazing. It's just, It's hysterical. Now is just as much as it was when I first heard it when I was a kid. And at that point, when I heard it as a kid, I, you know, it was already 40 years old. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but no, it's good stuff. And uh, yeah, Carl's going to be greatly missed. And uh, yeah, that one, that, that, that one didn't sting all that much in the fact that he lived a long, solid life. And the dude never stopped working, man. He did. He, yeah, was, man. he was just in something last year. Right. And it's, you know, it's it's not like we're not left with you know anywhere you I mean you dude you can catch the Dick Van Dyke show um, yes on, oh, you know on television now on yeah. Shout TV and you know things like that so uh, you know Carl Reiner you know gone but not forgotten and you know never forgotten I mean right up till the end you know so also while I'm thinking about it uh, and you bringing up Joel Schumacher. At this point, it's been a little over a week since he passed. And I don't, it really frustrated me to like, out of all the stuff that, that people wanted to go on Twitter. And this is why we've been kind of not there a lot because <laughs> this kind of thing, instead of saying RIP Joel, thank you for blah, blah, blah. Cause there's, I, I'm, I'm sorry. There's no way that the man didn't make at least one movie that you've enjoyed every time you see it. It doesn't have to be Lost Boys. It doesn't have to be 8mm. It doesn't have to be Phone Booth. It doesn't have to be DC Cab. It can be anything. Cousins. Right. <laughs> but you're leaning on nipples on a fucking bat suit? Kiss my ass, dude. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. And if you don't like any of his movies, move on. There's enough shit for you to fucking complain about. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't let us just say this. Joel Schumacher didn't ruin Batman. No. Batman was already ruined. They haven't made a good Batman movie yet, in my opinion. So, you know, when I see one, I'll, I'll say so. But I haven't seen one that I thought was great yet. He did with Batman Forever, which I actually like. And Batman, oh, I love and, it. And Batman and, Be and Batman and Robin is like, which I don't like, like. <laughs> which I don't. But that doesn't mean I don't like him. The movie he wanted to make, he made it. Whether it's good or bad, you can't, come on, man. He did. There was no failure along the way, and then and what they drew up on the on the chalkboard didn't come across. It didn't translate. He made the same movie. It just didn't hit. Yeah. Come on, you you have a, a comic book turn cartoon turn campy television show turn gritty movie turn back to camp, and you're surprised that it has it's full of puns, and you get at the time a movie star 
who is all about the one-liners in Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze, and you had a problem with the puns, they're ridiculous. Of course, because that's what puns are. They are ridiculous. It's supposed to be silly. Does it, you know, but here I'll say this. You sit there and go, wow, man, Batman and Robin got nipples on their suits. But so does Mr. Freeze. His makes sense, though, because, you know, he's cold. Yeah, of course. But whatever. Makes sense to me. I was just going to say, to me, uh, Batman and Robin is the Flash Gordon of the Batman movies. So there, Mm. if you like Flash Gordon and you don't like Batman and Robin, what then then you just lie into yourself. Come on. Damn it. I have a great deal of his movies in my collection. You know, the, you know, the dude, that's something else I, 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 I was talking to um, somebody about. Other than the Batman movies, which were one was a sequel to the other, did the man do anything that was seem repetitive? Did it seem like he go went back to the well? No, man. I mean, he was, you know, he was kind of a brave, adventurous right. filmmaker. I mean, he didn't exactly. pigeonhole himself. He liked to jump around different genres and, you know, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, you know, you don't, you know, you can't make good, good fellas, you know, m- most people can't make good fellas 29 times. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You know? So, uh, you know, and I was kind of, you know, I'm, I'm surprised when I go back and look at Joel Schumacher movies. And there's movies that I forgot were Joel Schumacher that I liked, you know, like, you know, I... Again, I like way more of his movies than I dislike. Yeah. And just because I didn't, if I didn't like one, it wasn't because I didn't like Joel Schumacher because, you know, I felt like he was a fun, interesting uh, voice, you know? Yeah. So, you know, there you go. 100%. St. Elmo's Fire, damn it. Yeah, dude. St. Elmo's, I'm just going to say, St. Elmo's Fire, Cousins. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to even say, I I don't even hate Dying Young. Dying Young is, is that's rough because when that movie came out, my it friend, is rough, dude. I can't watch it, but it's uh, you know I, I yeah. saw it in a theater. But yeah, man, Schumacher made a lot of fun movies. Yeah. Uh, DC Cab, Car Wash. Yeah, he wrote Car Wash. I don't know what all the hate about the Batman movies is for him. You know, just enjoy the things that you liked that he did. I barely remember Flatliners. I think I saw it in a theater, but I know lots of people who love it, and it was kind of a hit movie, man. So. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you maybe other than the fact that it was the first time I ever saw Oliver Platt, anything about <laughs> Flatliners, right. but, um, Hey man, the guy made a ton of cool movies. I like Tigerland a lot. I like phone booth, um, you know, eight millimeter, all the ones we talked about and, and the ones that, you know, I just mentioned that probably some people have never heard of. And you know what? I'm going to add one more to the mix since we're talking about this and I get reminded about this. Veronica Guerin. Yeah. Totally. If you watch Veronica Garrett and you come away saying, oh, Joel Schumacher's a hack, go fuck yourself. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I there's a lot of words and a lot of things I would say about Joel Schumacher, but hack would not be one of them. No. <laughs> um, you know, again, like I said, I always thought he, uh, he turned out interesting movies. I like way more of them than I don't like. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was almost, I didn't realize he was 80. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and he hadn't done anything in three years. The last thing he did was a couple episodes for Fincher on uh, House of Cards. That was, that's the last thing he was, that he had done. Right. I mean, yeah, dude, you get to be 76, 77 years old in your life. You're kind of like, you look at your, yeah. look at the work you've done. You got to like sit back and go, dude. yeah, I'm going to enjoy the last few years of my life. Yeah, man. I'm proud of what I've done. You know? He had a lot to hang his hat on. Yeah. And, you know, again, thanks. And, uh, you know, that's kind of it. But, yeah. You mean to end on a downer? 
No, no. Uh, let's not end on a downer. No, look, look so, here's the thing. We're, I, I think we're praising the guy. It's not, and don't, I mean, you know, celebrate the man's, you know, the man's work by, how about this? I, I would bet you money that there's something on his filmography you've never seen before. I'm going to suggest anybody who has Amazon Prime right now, go and watch Cousins, mm -hmm. 1989, Ted Danson, Isabella Rossellini, William Peterson, Sean Young, Lloyd Bridges, Keith Coogan. Uh, there's a lot of people in the movie. It's a big, fun, celebration of life type movie. I dare you to go watch it and try to be mad yeah. at anyone. <laughs> Just go see it. It's free on Prime. Check it out. Uh, I did. I watched it. Dude, I think I mentioned it to you a few, like a couple months ago, we talked about it. And right. then and then he passed last week and I was like, man, and I went to Prime and I put it on and watched it. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's like life. It, I put it, if you like, the, if you like Ron Howard's parenthood, to me, it's kind of a better version of that as far as the ups and downs and lives and loves and deaths. Uh, that happen over the course of, you know, a lifetime, you know, check out Cousins. I think, you know, you'll enjoy it. If if not, you can send me texts that tell me I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and throw one in there for you too. If you have stars and you've been hearing us rave about stars, his movie from 2009, Blood Creek is on there too. I, I would bet you money you haven't seen Blood Creek and I, and I don't mean you, Freddie. I mean people out there because I haven't seen it and I'm going to watch it tonight. It's on stars. It's right there to watch. Yeah. You got Henry Cavill, hopefully better than he is in the Superman movies. Oh, you, dude, you, you haven't seen you, You're going to dig it. No, yeah. And I haven't seen it. And what's funny is, you know, Dominic Purcell's in it. And even Wentworth Miller's got like an uncredited part in it, which I think is really funny. Was Joel Schumacher involved with Prison Break? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to, I never, I never got into prison break. So yeah. maybe, maybe he, maybe he was a producer. Um, but yeah, dude, it's a fun movie. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think it's still streaming, but, uh, Joel Schumacher's Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler is, is, is actually quite fun. Uh, depending on your love or hate for Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah. I, saw it at, I, I saw it at Universal at, uh, on, you know, up there at the city walk on a big screen <laughs> And I got to say, it was a lot of fun. The guy made a lot of different types of movies. Check out Tigerland if you haven't seen yeah. that. You know, if you want, if you think that Joel Schumacher is the, just the guy who made the Batman movie, check out Tigerland. You know, Joel Schumacher was also very good at, at uh, discovering uh, talent. Because I think, if I'm not wrong, that is Colin Farrell's first movie. Right. Um, and, and then, then he used him again know, in Photo Booth. And, yeah, in Phone Booth. So, yeah, phone Booth. You know, phone Booth, I mean, Photo Booth. You know, <laughs> Right. I mean, look, look at the cast. Look, look, we did for the guys in Lost Boys and, you know, Flatliners and, you know, Dying Young, you got Campbell Scott. I'm just saying the guy, the guy knew what he was doing. He's total pro. And, uh, you know, check out, you know, check out Cousins, check out uh, Blood Creek, check out, you know, check out these other movies that you may not know, that you may not be familiar with, you know, and, and enjoy them. Yeah. Dude, St. Elmo's Fire, dude, seriously. How can you not look at St. Elmo's Fire and look at everybody that came out of that movie? Yeah. It's good stuff, and I and ironically, this is this is um, done before. Um, it might be the only movie in history anyone could actually like Andrew McCarthy in. Who invites us out for the weekend and dies on us? What a delivery! So, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter occasionally. You can follow Corey at Corey Culp 
on the official at Karate Pod on Instagram at culprit97 or on letterbox at Corey underscore culp. If you'd like to follow Freddie, you can follow me on Twitter at Raven Shattuck. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I am at rockandroller33. And if you'd like to follow me on Letterbox, I am Tom Cody. Tom Cody on Letterbox. We got coming up, we're planning a Zoom slash movie watch party of some kind. We're trying to put the logistics together and then we're going to put out a, the schedule, but that's going to be for a Patreon thing. So if you're interested in supporting on us on Patreon and getting in on some of that fun um, and getting those episodes a little early because we're on a pace now, we can actually put those things out and give people early access, which has been nice. You can go to patreon.com slash KITG podcast and there's a couple of tiers in there and click on that $5 tier and you can uh, sit and jump in and, and, uh, and get involved and have fun with the with the show and, and support the show too because it doesn't cost a lot to do it, but you know, any little bit helps. And, uh, and that's the truth. And hopefully, you know, you'll enjoy the little extra stuff and maybe listening to the show on Sunday night instead of Thursday nights uh, is your thing because like, I don't like to drive. Well, who's driving right now anyway, right? Right. Me, but. It's just you. <laughs> just me. I'm only driving to the dentist and back. Oh, that's right. You get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> oh, no, I got to go get a filling on Tuesday. Do you really? I do. Dude. Got a little cavity. Teeth suck, dude. You yeah. know you, you know when you get to the certain point in your life, what, what age were you when you were looking back going, oh, this is what they were talking about? When people always get on your ass about brushing and flossing and all that. I think it was in my 30s. I want to say probably right around 40. Yeah, and they're like going, Corey, what? Dude. Should have flossed more. It's so funny because you can't lie about it, man. You can't lie about it. He's in there. He's like, he knows. He's been there for, he's been in people's mouths for decades. That sounds gross. he's looking at your shit going, look, dude, when was the last time you flossed? Um, (laughs) And he knows the answer. It doesn't matter what you say. Six months ago. (laughs) Six months if it's a day, man. He knows you're full of shit. Yeah, totally. (laughs) If you say anything like... Dude, I don't know. That's that's the best answer. If your dentist ah. ever asks you that, say, dude, I don't know. You could say, that, you know, the, or the safe answer is to say, uh, two hours ago, right before I came, you know, be like, I'll buy that, but before that. Right. Um,